Welcome to the latest Signs of the Times podcast. Uh, this week with Laura, we have Mark Givert, who is here to talk on a variety of uh, health-related topics, from fibromyalgia to chronic fatigue syndrome to... Help me out here, Laura. What else are we going to talk about? Well, Mark's here to tell us a lot about heavy metal toxicity and how it affects your health, including uh, its uh, correlation with chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, multiple sclerosis, uh, and really a host of really horrible uh, diseases that are proliferating on the planet at a, an alarming rate. Uh, we've heard recently that uh, up to 90% of the population are are pretty much eaten up with candidiasis, and candidiasis is related to heavy metal toxicity, and there's some correlation between that and uh, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome and fibromyalgia. So Mark has got some tremendous experience uh, in these areas, so we're going to be talking to him uh, about this in some detail. But before we do, I want to introduce the topic and how we found Mark, because I'm sure that... Most of you have never heard of Mark Givert and the remarkable work that he's doing with chronic fatigue patients and with fibromyalgia sufferers. But the fact is, uh, as many of you know, we haven't been doing the podcast for quite some time. And there are a number of reasons for that, one of which happens to be the state of my health since last year. As many of you know, uh, I was in an automobile accident back in 1994, suffered some fairly severe injuries. After that uh, incident, I went through a long period of therapy, three years in fact, to be able to uh, fully regain the use of my limbs and to uh, get out from under the burden of pretty severe pain. Uh, you could say that the accident was actually a beneficial event in my life, because after all of that therapy, I actually knew what it felt like to feel good again. And I was in pretty good shape for quite a number of years. And then, of course, we moved. And after we moved with you know stress and dietary changes of the last few years, uh, there were some residual effects and there were some issues that had not been cleared up at the time of, of the, that three years of therapy. So... Two years ago, my mother suffered a stroke. This was an extremely stressful time for me and, and, and our family. And not too long after that, uh, I started suffering from some additional problems that had been with me for most of my life that had been kind of shoved into the background and masked by you know different therapies. And one of the symptoms was uh, a really frozen shoulder. Uh, my, my shoulder became absolutely unusable, and I was in constant, continuous pain day and night. There were days when, when I couldn't go down the stairs, and people would have to bring food to me. And there were days when, uh, you know, when I couldn't even eat because I was in so much pain. So it was pretty bad. I, could, I couldn't write or wrote very little because I was in so much uh, agony with this arm and couldn't use it. To make a long story short, after investigating uh, you know, my options you know, where I currently live, uh, surgery was seen to be uh, necessary by myself and everyone around me because something had to be done. And I had the surgery last April, which is this year, April this year. 
And after the surgery, I really went into a serious decline. It was, you know, I, I came out of the hospital and I continued to soldier on working as best I could and as much as I could, but things kept getting worse. And I knew I had to do something and I began searching and I'd found many clues about uh, candida and how candida can be exacerbated by surgery and by the antibiotics, not not just the antibiotics, but also by the toxicity of the general anesthesia and the other kinds of medications that you get when you're in a hospital. And I was following these different threads. And those of you who read our forum have a pretty good idea of where my thinking was going because I've, uh, as I found things, I would post them in the forum. And during the course of all of this reading, I first came across a book called The Fat Resistance Diet because, of course, I was looking for things to deal with inflammation. I, I understood that I was inflamed. And the reason I really understood this was a couple of years ago when Ark and I went to a scientific conference in Trieste, uh, two days into our stay in in a hotel, during the middle of the night when I actually hadn't done anything at all, I didn't move, I didn't turn over in bed, nothing was done, but suddenly I was attacked by the most horrible pain in my neck as though somebody had literally, you know, struck my neck with a, with an axe, you know, chopped my head off. <laughs> well, maybe it's a past life memory of, you know, being Anne Boleyn, but I don't think so. So that uh, led to the fact that I was prescribed, you know, some pretty high doses of, uh, of a steroid anti-inflammatory. Taking cortisone put me on a high for about 10 days. I, you know, the pain, pain was relieved, the inflammation was allowed to go down, and, and the swelling went down, and everything was fine. But what it really told me was that here I am taking an anti-inflammatory, one of the most powerful anti-inflammatories available to medical, medical science, and I felt like a million bucks. No part of my body hurt. I mean, my back didn't hurt, my knees didn't hurt, my head didn't hurt, I, my thinking was clear. I was, I was Superman. I felt like I was 20 years old again. But then, of course, you can only take a steroid for a short period of time. And I had to stop taking it. And when I stopped taking it, all the pain came back. And I was once again hobbling around like, you know, a crotchety old woman ready for the rocking chair. You know, just you know, take me out behind the barn and shoot me. So I knew that inflammation was my problem. And I began to look for answers about inflammation. What causes inflammation? Something is in my system that is causing me to be inflamed and it is causing all of this pain. It must be some food substance. It must be some uh, substance from my environment. Maybe it's in the air I breathe. Maybe it's in the you know, in the clothes I wear or in the blankets you know, on my bed where I sleep. You know, what, what is the answer? I'm searching everywhere. What is the answer to this inflammation? And I came across this book by Leo Gallant and it was called the fat resistance diet but it's not really about fat although it is about fat it's about inflammation because leo galland uh suggests that uh people get fat because they are inflamed and that the body is attempting to defend the individual from the inflammatory agents which generally are autoimmune uh disorders and begins to you know store things as fat you know things uh, the problems with the insulin metabolism fat resistance are pro- it's an autoimmune problem well, he mentioned several other uh, studies and books, and so I went from his book to, uh, what was the other book I went to after Leo Gallon? Fat Resistance to, I think it was Detoxify or Die, wasn't it? The next one was Sherry Rogers. Dr. Sherry Rogers is a diplomat in environmental medicine, one of probably only about 400 
uh, in that particular profession in the United States today. She wrote the book Detoxify Your Diet. It's, it's only one of many of her books. She's got many books out there because she is very active in trying to you know, raise the awareness of the medical community of which she is a member. So I read Detoxify or Die, and Detoxify or Die finally gets down to the to the bottom line. She talks quite a bit about what causes uh, inflammation, what causes toxification, what causes pain and suffering and misery. And then she gets to the part where it's about detoxify. And this is, of course, the part that I was really looking for. Okay, I know that something is wrong. Just tell me how to fix it. And in addition to taking certain supplements she recommended the use of an infrared sauna. And that was the main weapon that a person must use to overcome uh, or to detoxify their body. And it's called FAR infrared. I'm not sure what... Mark, do you know right offhand what the FAR stands for? The FAR infrared, there's different wavelengths. Uh, of infrared uh, there's actually near infrared mid infrared and far infrared uh, traditional infrared is the old fashioned heat lamps you know the, the, the red bulbs that people would put on if they had a if they had an ache or a pain or something far infrared is a, is um, is of that family but it's an invisible spectrum of light that's contained in sunlight and the wavelength is something like uh, four microns to a thousand microns so in other words when you're using the far infrared you are using a kind of light that is basically invisible you know do not expect it to glow is that it correct okay so we so we get, so i found out about the infrared sauna the far infrared sauna and i began to search for one and that is how i found mark there's a lot of other things going on but this is mark's night so we're not going to talk about that i'm just going to talk about the fact that i found mark on the internet i researched all the different kinds of available saunas from you know little tiny rooms where you have a, a you know like a heater and you sit in there and you and, and your whole body is inside this little box and I looked at the ones where they were like little boxes that are portable that you sit inside it looks like a little quilted aluminum uh, gizmo and you have a place where your hands come out and your head comes out it looks like one of those torture devices in the fat farms and in movies from the 50s so I you know that was that didn't seem to be suitable uh, and then I found that they have the domes, and then I discovered the blanket, the far-infrared blanket. Well, there's a lot of different kinds of far-infrared blankets out there, and all far-infrared blankets are not created equal. As it turns out, there are some that are put together pretty shoddily, and Mark is going to talk about that a little bit, so I don't want to anticipate what he's going to tell us. But that's how I found Mark. I called him up on the phone, said, i got to have one of these things, you know. I didn't want to tell him too much because I didn't want to say, you know, you know, hey, I just had surgery recently. I'm really in a miserable state because he might have said to me, you know, maybe you better not do this. This might be too drastic. And I didn't want anybody to tell me that anything was going to be too drastic. So I wasn't going to tell anybody what was wrong. So very shortly thereafter, my infrared blanket arrived. And I began following the directions according to the Sherry Rogers plan, more or less. Um, taking the supplements before the sauna, doing the sauna, and taking supplements afterwards. Um, I used the sauna the first day. I, I, now, don't use me as an example because, you know, sometimes I experiment on myself in ways that other people should not. You know, sometimes that's why I have problems <laughs> because I experiment. 
because I read the instructions and it said, you know, start slowly and so forth. So I figured starting slowly meant 30 minutes the first day. Well, Mark is going to tell us about people who can only tolerate a few minutes of the sauna. Obviously, I wasn't in one of them because 30 minutes and I felt okay. So the second day I did an hour and I still felt okay. And then I bumped it up to an hour and a half and I cranked the temperature up, you know, pretty much, pretty much to maximum. And that's what I was doing every day after that. Every single day for five, six weeks, I was in that sauna for an hour and a half at about 60 degrees centigrade. What's that in Fahrenheit for all of the American listeners? Anybody know right offhand? It's about what, 140 degrees? So yeah, that's about 100. That, that's, that's a really hot day in the Sahara people. So, that's what I was doing. And not only that, but I was wearing a sweatsuit inside the sauna. Because, well, you know, I mean, you sweat in a sauna, you're, you're laying in, a, in like a sleeping bag thing. And, the, and these, these are great saunas because you get the far infrared rays all the way around your body. It's not just the front of you and it's not just the back of you and, it, and it's not at a distance from you. It's right up next to you and you're getting it surrounding your entire body. Well, let me tell you. After about how how many my daughter is here by the way tonight you know and she's been with me she's kind of like my diet coach and she's been with me through this whole thing and can you remember was it two or three weeks before I decided I wanted to go in and start working out in the gym again it was uh, I think it was only about two weeks after using the sauna that you started feeling good enough to do working out to, to yeah. Work out. I mean, twice a week or so yeah so I started working out fairly quickly and and. You know, quite frankly, I I felt really good. And it was just, it was such an amazing transformation from being almost completely unable to walk. And I should mention that, you know, there's some congestive heart failure going on there and some cardiac arrhythmia that I had that was really, really bad within, oh, five days of doing daily saunas. uh, The swelling in my legs went away completely, and, and my legs had not the swelling in my legs had not gone down at all for almost a year it had been it was it was a fairly severe problem and the, you know everybody in here the 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 science team and my kids they, they you know they will tell you that they would look at my look at my legs and wince because they couldn't imagine how anybody could stand something that looked like the skin was going to split at any moment so within uh within just a couple of weeks i was really feeling good and then by the time, you know, the five weeks, five, six weeks was gone, you know, I felt literally like I had dropped 15, maybe even 20 years from, from the way I had been feeling. You know, come on, let's face it. I'm not a spring chicken. I'm 56 years old. But I don't believe that people have to feel their age. You know, you can reverse some of this damage. And I learned a lot during this process, reading a lot of books. And then finally I called Mark back up and I said, Mark, we got to have a couple more saunas around here because everybody else wants to get in on the sauna thing. Everybody is aware of the, you know, they've been watching me. They know that it works for me. And if it works for me at my age and in the condition I was in, what will it do for them? I mean, they're all young people. But they're still feeling a little, you know, when you live a life of stress and, and toxicity, you know, you got to do something about it. So I call Mark back up and I says, Mark, you know, i got to have a couple of more saunas and, you know, maybe you can talk to us about it a little bit and what do you know. And, and it turns out that Mark knows a heck of a lot about it and there is a lot more going on with these saunas than I ever imagined. And Mark is here to tell us about it and I want to welcome Mark to our little podcast Glad you could make it down here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the first thing, Mark, that I'd like to know is I'd like for you to tell 
us and tell our listeners a little bit about your own story, how you found the far infrared saunas. That's that's going to be really interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> my uh, my background originally I was actually in real estate, uh, in commercial real estate in the UK. And uh, to cut a long story short, I decided to do some traveling, and I went to I traveled all over the world. I went to a lot of remote regions. And I'm sure, as many of you know, when you travel to some of these countries, you're, you're prone to all kinds of things that you can pick up, and you name it, I got it. And uh, actually, after after that trip of you know going around the world and, and traveling to many different places, it actually took me something like seven years to recover. So I, pre- I, pre- I paid a bit of a price. Uh, however, uh, it was a great journey, and uh, literally, I tried everything that you can possibly imagine to restore your health. I had I had all kinds of problems. My liver was so swollen; I was in such bad shape. I mean, literally, I could not bend forward. That my liver was so so inflamed. You said it was the size of a football, people. <laughs> and uh, I also had uh, I had a, a serious yeast problem. I had a leaky gut. I had parasites. I had I was experiencing what I thought at the time was fibromyalgia. I was getting numbness in my legs, and today I sort of attribute that. I think that probably went hand in hand with with the yeast problem, with the candida problem. But uh, to cut a long story short, I was very underweight. I couldn't digest my food particularly. I had very little energy. I suffered from uh, poor concentration, poor memory, a lot of fatigue. And uh, the body just wasn't working very well. Nothing really worked particularly well. No matter what I ate, I couldn't digest it. And uh, I had a lot of discomfort. And I ended up with irritable bowel and just all kinds of sensitivities and allergies and you name it. I mean, I, I couldn't tolerate anything at all. Were you in physical pain? Uh, I wasn't, I, I mean, sometimes actually after meals, <clears throat> when I ate, I would often have serious stomach cramps and pains in my, uh, and often I would have to sort of run off to the, <laughs> to, to the uh, gentleman's room. Um, so, I mean, there were, yeah, there, were, there was time that I did have a lot of pain, sometimes in the organs uh, and sometimes in, in, in my legs. You know, as I, as there was some very strange things going on with my muscles, particularly numbness, and I, you know, I would have some pain going on. So when did you meet your first sauna? Well, it, it, <laughs> it took me about five years of trying all kinds of things before I got to, you know, to, to saunering and, and detoxing. I tried a lot of chemical, well, not pharmaceuticals, but I tried a lot of supplementation and a lot of different dietary reg- regimens and just all the all the fads, all kinds of things to try and, uh, you know, all kinds of different probiotics. I tried so many different products, and uh, finally, um, in about I, I would say probably in about year six. Uh, after I tried, well, you know, all kinds of cleanses, all kinds of detoxes that just really hadn't done it. Eventually, I came to uh, I came to the saunas, and this that, that that actually was something like ten years ago now. So, you know, I was working with Fire Infrared way before it was really sort of ever on the map. And uh, as I found, I, what I found was what I was looking for was something that was going to restore healthy function of my organs because I knew a lot of the there was a well. There was a lot of organ damage, and as I said, the organs weren't functioning. So basically what you're suggesting here is is that the far infrared can literally restore function to damaged or even aging organs? Well, what, what, uh, as I said, you know, we've been working with uh, various uh, doctors and clinics, and it's quite interesting. What, what they have been finding is that there are various substances, toxins, chemicals, heavy metals and pesticides, you name it, a cocktail 
of, of toxic substances that have accumulated in the energy production system. And the, the cells that produce energy in the body, they're actually called mitochondria. And very simply put, those cells will determine, uh, you know, cell replication and repair. And of course, so if those, if the energy production system doesn't work properly, the cells aren't going to uh, repair themselves properly. They're not going to replicate properly. Even, you know, uh, shall we say, the die-off uh, process, whereby the, the body will literally kill off cells that are no longer healthy and no longer required, that whole process starts to become disrupted. So, you know, why I mention that is because, you know, when you start detoxing with the fire infrared, certainly from the work that we've been doing recently, what we've come to understand is that a lot of the substances that have accumulated in the energy system are being eliminated. And so the energy production system starts to work more normally again. And hence, if the body needs to repair, it's actually more able to do so. Okay, getting back to your introduction to the to the sauna, you uh, found a sauna. Was it uh, a sauna blanket or was it a... No, it, at that time, the technology was very, very different. Um, what, was, what was being made were, were basically heating panels that were coated with uh, mineral substances, you know, whether it's uh, quartz or, or, or tourmaline or this sort of thing. Right, and so you were, uh, like, were you lying down and being exposed to these rays, or were you sitting up in a sauna? It was it uh, originally the the, the original the, the very well, one of the first models was actually the dome. A dome, okay, the yeah. sauna dome, and that and that's what I used. The, the 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 blankets and a lot of the other technology did not exist at that time. Right, so the the sauna dome was kind of like the primitive version of the blanket. Yeah. Yeah, and and how long did you do the saunas when you started? Did you? Uh, well, the, the the interesting thing was when the when the fire infrared was originally introduced, there was no temperature controls. So effectively, you were working pretty much at room temperature. There was no real heat. You weren't looking to sweat. The original, you know, a lot of the original equipment was really just to generate, uh, as I said, to stimulate the circulation and uh, start cre- creating a some repair in the body and that's what happened so it, so what's happened the evolution things have changed quite a lot now it's being it's sort of taken on a double uh, well there's two, there's almost like a dual function now you're not just using it to detoxify and and repair the body you're also using it to to serve as a sauna to promote sweating and detoxification and that was something certainly in the very early days uh, that's you know the fire infrared worked quite independently of temperature actually. So basically, you were using uh, the fire infrared and not sweating. You were just yeah. uh, being exposed to these uh, frequencies of light, mm-hmm. and this was without sweating, without heat, without any uh, you know actually anything that you could feel with your senses that you were your your body was actually beginning to repair and restore itself it was having a, a profound effect on your system yes yeah the the fire infrared as i said there was some warmth coming from the unit don't get me wrong you know you, you it was a pleasant warmth but as i said there was no real temperature controls and as i said in terms of sweating uh, that wasn't the point initially in those days the point was to take the treatment to stimulate the circulation and to stimulate repair and also the fire infrared without sweating would stimulate the organs and detox through the organs as opposed to right sweating like through, through the, the liver and through yeah, the intestines absolutely. and the kidneys and so forth so there you were you were uh, taking these treatments were you taking them in a doctor's office or at home or no, to, no, to, to, uh, initially I was taking you know I was taking them at a, at a practitioner's uh, clinic and um, eventually I, I went on and sort of got my own unit and started doing 
the so so undoubtedly the the equipment that you were uh, that you were using then was extremely expensive it uh, was only so something that could be purchased by a, a practitioner and could mm-hmm. not be really used in the home uh, as the modern products can be and you were kind of tied to the schedule of the practitioner mm-hmm. also and uh, so then how many how many sessions did you do how frequent uh, how long I start, you know, I started to do it quite regularly, and I, I'd heard stories of, you know, some people being extremely unwell. And you know, please, whoever's listening to this, you know, I don't encourage you really to to go and start doing the saunering for hours and hours. Um, you know, everyone responds quite differently. It's very beneficial. You know, the results have been really good, uh, but you know, generally, as I said. The way everyone responds, responds is very, very individual. Some, as I said, some people that we work with that are extremely unwell, they can only tolerate some, sometimes even half a minute of treatment. That's how delicate they are. Other people like yourself, they can go in for an hour, an hour and a half, you know, without any adverse effects. And, and the effects generally are detox reactions because you're cleaning the body out and you're stimulating a huge elimination. So if you have reactions, it's not that you're reacting necessarily to the infrared or the treatment itself, but that your body is actually doing its job for a change. It's, it's being helped to detoxify the, these these heavy metals and, and whatever else is damaging your body. So there you were. You were taking these treatments, what, two, three times a week? Um, yeah, I was, doing, I, was, I was doing a couple of times a week. A couple of times a week for how long at a time? Um, maybe half an hour, 20 minutes, half so, an hour. So that was sufficient even for you to, to get to a point where... You, you knew that you needed this you, you needed a unit of your own so you could uh, extend your well you know similar to yourself you just feel the benefit <clears throat> you could you know it, it was tangible you feel good you have more energy and you noticed you know for me I noticed my digestion was so poor any change uh, I would notice so a lot of the discomfort a lot of the pro- the intestinal problems that I was having it seemed to me that my intestines were starting to heal yeah. uh, and as I said I wasn't having the the irritable irritable bowel started to ease off. Um, you know, in terms of the digestive problems, the bloating and the gas and everything, that started to ease off. So, you know, please, you know, I was addressing the nutrition and doing some supplementation and doing some other things as well. But I, I, I could actually feel when I was doing the fire for a treatment, I could feel physically. So, how long overall did it take you to finally get to the point where you really felt good? It was about. It was about a year. I would say about a year and a half. And as I said, you know, I had been very unwell for a period of you know five five years prior to that. Right. So then, so, so then, the, can I just ask a question? What is the uh, science behind um, the far infrared in terms of how it heals? Uh, you mentioned, you know, it stimulates uh, circulation, but it also heals. What is the uh, science behind why that happens? Could I just the, the there's um, most of the research has been done in Japan, and one, I mean, uh, one of the problems with that is that there are many papers that haven't been translated. But in t- certainly from the work that we've been doing, what I can tell you is, as I said, coming back to the mitochondrial function or the energy production system, which basically powers all cellular activity. So certainly what we've been finding is that, uh, shall we say, as the body is cleaned up, it seems as though the energy production system becomes far more efficient. There's also been a tremendous amount of uh, research that talks about the beneficial effects on the cardiovascular system. And normally, for example, heat treatment is contraindicated for people with heart, pro- heart conditions or heart problems. Well, interestingly enough, all the research has been indicating that far infrared is incredibly beneficial for, for a whole variety of heart problems. And how that relates to answering your question is that it dramatically there's a dramatic improvement in the circulation. 
and so consequently you know my my view is that the circulation to many of the organs is dramatically improved and as the circulation is improved because you see one of the things that happens with toxicity is that circulation is impaired and and how that actually happens very simply is that the output of the cardiac output um, is reduced again because the the energy producing cells in the heart are not working so well if you're toxic which means the heart cannot pump so effectively which means that the uh, circulation to all all parts of the body is compromised and the body of course is intelligent and when the when the when the heart cannot pump okay so effectively the body the body's intelligence kicks in and says right you know, the heart isn't working so well, I can't, you know, the circulation is not so good, I need to rationalise and ensure that the circulation goes to the most important systems. And as I said, you know, what the doctors have been explaining to us is that the first system that, that is uh, compromised is the skin. That That is considered, in, in orders of priority, the first organ that, shall we say, the body considers that it can reduce circulation to will be the skin. Hence, a lot of people who are toxic, they normally, they have cold extremities, yeah, they're normally quite cold and they don't sweat. I would say, you know, 99% of the people we work with, the skin is not really functioning very well for the reasons I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's normally the skin that shuts down first. Then the body says, right, you know, if I need to, if I need to shut down something else, the next uh, set of organs that will, can be affected are the muscles. So hence, a lot of people who are toxic, for example, they can have muscle pain due to um, poor blood supply to the muscles and get a lot of lactic acid produced, creating discomfort and aching and pain in the muscles and then the the next organ that you know in that in this order by the way that is affected will be the stomach so hence digestion is affected and so on and you know so there, there's a there's a um, there is a, a sequence of there's a sequence of events that the body will follow if there's a problem with with you know the the blood supply and so again answering your question if there is a to- if there's a toxic problem generally one of the first things that's affected is the heart and the amount of blood that the heart can pump around the body and so, you know, with the fire infrared, one of the first things that happens is that it, it promotes improved circulation. And how, and very simply, how the science behind it, the mechanism by which it's thought to work, is the the light literally is absorbed by the cells of the body, and on absorbing the light, the light is transferred into heat. And one of the reasons that the fire infrared is particularly effective is because you're working with light, a wavelength of light, the depth of penetration into the body and the cells is far, is far greater than, for example, many other, many other heat treatments. And as I said, you, you know, you're, in terms of safety, about 50% of the energy that your body produces is in the form of fire infrared. So it's, shall we say, user-friendly. Okay, so, so you uh, pretty well got fixed with the far infrared of course there was a supplementation we're going to come back to the supplementation issue uh you know shortly because you know i want to i want to get to the point of you know that you became uh absolutely you you went on a mission and you obviously began to study and to research and you wanted to share this phenomenal uh experience that you had had with other people and that's what what got you into the work that you're currently doing now because you mentioned several times you know doing you know working with uh different mm-hmm. clinics and doctors and so forth so you know clearly you you went on a mission and we'd like to hear a little bit about your mission and you know what you do and how you help people and you know how you interact with these uh medical facilities and these doctors and the kind of you know the kinds of patients that you work with and see and the the experiences you've had seeing other people recover 
and uh, you, you know the kind of problems that you've actually you know dealt with with other people because you know you're on a mission. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> we want to know about this. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, it, the the impact of my experience was was very profound, and ultimately I decided that what I wanted to do was uh, I wanted to share uh, and inform people about this technology uh, simply as I said because it was it was so profound as I said you know I, I my experience was my desire was to restore healthy function and as I said you know in conjunction with some dietary and nutritional uh, elements which are very important as well but you know with the far infrared it, it transpired that in, in my opinion anyway in a relatively short period of time I was able to restore good health and, uh, and not, not just good health, because I want the audience to know that Mark is a very good-looking guy. I don't know how old he is, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't look like old enough to to be able to have done all of these things and had all these adventures. You know, I mean, he's, you know, he looks like he's like twenty-five years old at least. You know, uh, about two hundred actually. No, no. I'm just <laughs> As I said, you know, certainly the you, you touched on a point earlier that was really, really interesting, and this is something that I'm quite passionate about. Um, today, one of the re- I mean, in my from the research that I've done, and from a lot of the people that I've met, you know, the doctors and people who specialise, for example, in anti-aging, you know, they one of the one of the points that they make is, of course, is that generally what's happening in most people's bodies is that the cells are dying at a faster rate than they're being regenerated so you know let, let's let's just be clear on this aging the aging process is that the cells of the body are dying faster than they're being replaced so what um you know what what, what i believe is possible uh and you know it seems very reasonable to me is that certainly you can begin slowing the process of destruction of the cells and you should be able to be you should in my opinion you, that you can change that balance in other words reduce the level of cell death and increase the rate of cellular repair or regeneration. And consequent, and, and of course, it stands to reason that if you can regenerate faster than the cells are being, uh, you, you know, the, the, than the cells are dying off, then actually, effectively, you're growing younger and rejuvenating. And it seems to me that this is a, a real possibility because if, uh, if as you've mentioned, it's uh, the far infrared is the same frequency that the body itself emits. You know the the frequency of life itself uh, that by introducing you know the far infrared uh, frequency into your body that you could literally be not 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 just prolonging your life or restoring your health but literally rejuvenating yourself in in completely comprehensive ways. Uh, I mean that's that's just what strikes me about it, and that's certainly how it felt for me and how it feels for me because you know I continue to do these saunas. It's going to take me. Oh, probably another year, maybe a year and a half, like it took for Mark to get to the, you know, the complete state of, of freedom from tox- toxification. But the improvement, you know, in my case was so dramatic that like, like Mark, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. And that's why Mark's here, because we want to share this with everybody. And, and frankly, I think there ought to be an infrared sauna blanket in every home, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that later too. So Mark, uh, Mark's on a mission and he, he began to do research, and uh, then then you contacted who and how and what. Well, what, what, what? Very simply, as I said, I wanted to share the tech. I wanted to well, make sure that people uh, would know about this technology and the benefits of it. And very simply, what I decided to do was uh, I wanted to, uh, I decided to launch a business uh, that would primarily concentrate on informing 
the medical profession and practitioners about far infrared, what it can do, how it works, and and you know present a lot of the a lot of the research to them, and that's what we've been doing. And uh, I'm happy to say that there are um, you know a number of doctors and clinics that are that are certainly recommending the use of far infrared, and certainly that that we've been working with. Did you go around, like, for example, and knock on the doors of doctors and say, I want to tell you about this great technology, or did you send them brochures or or get invited to conferences (laughs) and give talks or, you know, I mean, how did you break through the resistance, you know, the obvious resistance that must exist in the medical community against something that's so phenomenal? Well, I was was very fortunate um, because... you know Sherry Rogers' work. Some of the people that we that that, uh, that we that we know and we've been working with, they they knew of Sherry Rogers' work and they knew of uh, her references to far infrared. So you know certainly that helped me. But yeah, certainly I, I attended certain conferences and and you know what unfolded was that eventually I you know I started to, for example, I'll be presenting in January um, at the Royal College of GPs in London uh, for a, a, a mul- well a, um, a chronic fatigue. Uh, conference, and what are you know my th- there'll be a whole number of doctors and professionals there presenting, and my my piece of the pie is is just presenting on detoxification in the fire infrared. So, you know, it's uh, it, it 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 has come through conferences and, and that that way as well. But also, as I said, I've been fortunate to be able to meet some really amazing uh, you know uh, clinicians and doctors and practitioners who are working with the technology. So basically what you've done up to this point in time is to communicate with uh, practitioners of various sorts to uh, explain to them, to help them to understand the technology and to persuade them effectively to use it with their patients rather than going directly to, you know, the patients, for example, and saying, you know, hey, you need this, you know, get one in your home today. It was, it was for you, it was more like uh, working through the, the already existing medical profession and trying to change their minds about some of these things and and spread the information is is that correct that's that that certainly that's how that's how it all started off you know we're working more and more and more people are, are hearing about us um which of course i'm delighted with because by the time a lot of people come to us they've been by should we say from the people that they've been working with in the past many of these people have been told that you know, there's very little that you can do, that you're going to have to live with whatever the condition is. And many times even, you know, people are told that actually it's all in your head, it's all psychological. And I understand why they've been told that. And I understand, you know, shall we say, uh, many of the experiences that these people have had. But, you know, what's exciting is that uh, certainly the people that we work with and the way that they work, we've been finding actually that they don't have to live with it. There is something that they can do. And very often the common factor in many of these ailments and conditions that you know the, the have that have been very difficult you know to pr- to provide people some help for uh we've been finding very simply that underlying a lot of these conditions there are you know we say have accumulated a cocktail of all kinds of toxicity can you give us a a brief rundown of what kind of toxicity we're looking at where people get it where, where they pick it up from yeah i mean it's 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 quite amazing it would be it would be easier to say where they don't get it from. <laughs> uh, but I mean, you know, very simply, the air you breathe, the water you drink, the food you eat, uh, even the hair dyes. I mean, you know, w- what we some of the things we've started to find, some of the chemicals that are used in hair dyes have actually shown up attached to people's DNA. Uh, so I mean, really, you're talking about food, drink, 
air, any, any, and not only that, think of this. Your skin is the largest organ of your body, all right? And yes, it's meant to serve as a protective barrier, but also, you think about it, a lot of the doctors and, and many practitioners use the skin for absorption. Well, you know, think about what's, what so many people are putting actually on their skin on a daily basis. And, you know, you may say, well, you know, what I'm putting onto my skin, it's such a tiny, tiny amount on a daily basis. It's very little thing. In life, you know, if you want to make, if you want changes in your life, you, you make incremental changes, small changes on a daily basis. And suddenly, you know, in, in a few years down the road, you've made huge changes. Well, similarly with toxicity, you're taking incremental amounts of these chemicals and substances into the body. And initially, you know, if you do it for a few days and for, for a few weeks, it's not so much of a problem. But the point is, you know, people have these habits of, shall we say, putting things on the skin and on the body for many, many years, year after year after year. And unfortunately, the nature of these substances that are going into the body, they're artificial, often they're man-made and they're chemical in nature. And simply put, the body does not have the means to eliminate these substances. So the body does the only thing that it knows how to do. It knows that these substances don't, shouldn't be in, in the system and shouldn't be in circulation. But So it does the next best thing that it can do. It hasn't got the means to get rid of them. So what it can, the only thing it can do is to put them into storage. So that's what it does, and it uh, quite often stores them as fat, so that you could almost you could almost say with uh, some degree of certainty that anybody who is overweight is probably experiencing some sort of uh, some sort of toxicity from environmental toxins from their food, from their environment, from their water, from the air they breathe. Well, you, that that actually is exactly accurate. Uh, in the press recently, and certainly in the UK and some of the national press, there's been there have been articles explaining exactly that. Very simply put, what the toxins do, as you rightly say, they accumulate in the fat. Uh, that that's certainly one place where where they accumulate to begin with. And those toxins, of course, what we've been finding is that the toxins that accumulate in the fat cells disrupt fat metabolism. You know, we, we spoke earlier about how the, how the chemicals and the toxins have disrupted the general metabolism of the body and the energy production system. Well, you know, as a part of that also, fat metabolism has been interfered with. So we come across a lot of people, for example, who are eating quite normally. They're quite active, and yet for love nor money, they are gaining weight. There's nothing they can. They, 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 there's hardly anything they can do about it. I'm and, raising my hand here, and and it's really interesting because we find that when they begin uh, with the detoxing, they change nothing at all. You know, they're just doing the detox, and they find you know they say, "Well, yeah, I'm losing weight. What's going on?" Uh, and again, that that's very simple. That you know, that the reason for that is is because they're starting to break down and eliminate some of the toxins that have been stored up in the fat. And when uh, the toxins are let go, then the fat goes too. Well, fat, fat metabolism can start to kick in again. Yeah, and it does. Does that mean then that uh, people who are not overweight have? Less toxicity? Little or no toxicity? I don't think so. Not, not necessarily. It's, it's really interesting, actually, because we, we find, for example, that if people are overweight, we find generally that there, there can be some weight loss that can happen. It doesn't happen in every case, but, you know, uh, a lo- in, a lo- in a lot of the cases, there, there is or there will be, as people de- detox, you know, a, a change in weight. But the, the, the far infrared is really interesting. seems to have almost a normalizing effect on the body. In other words, whatever is, qu- is out of balance, it seems to be that it helps to bring it into balance. So, for example, for, in my case, I was seriously underweight, yeah, dramatically so. And I found that when I started using the fire infrared, my digestion and assimilation started to improve. My, uh, you know, my intestines started to heal up a little bit, you know, due to the improved circulation. And uh, what started to happen was I started to put on weight. So generally, we find that where people, if people are seriously underweight, it can help them restore 
you know, move to a, a more normal. And that might weight. mean that there that that particular type of individual that they don't necessarily store their toxins in fat, but they can be stored in the tissues of say the organs or in the muscle tissues or elsewhere in the body. Uh, a person can be equally toxic and be thin. Absolutely. As somebody who's fat, it's just that each individual is, you know, if people are individuals, they're different and, and their bodies react differently. Well, I, I guess, as I said, you know, the body's intelligent and if there is fat for the for the body to store the toxins in, it will put it, put it into the fat. If the fat is not available, then it'll, it'll put it somewhere where it can do. Whether, you know, and that can be, as you rightly said, it can be the muscles, the bones, um, you know, the, the body will store it wherever it can. You know, let's, let's get a little bit onto the topic of, uh, of the supplementation that you that you do uh, when you're doing a detox because uh, one of the things that Sherry Rogers talks about is that when you start getting a lot of toxic heavy metals uh, that they effectively uh, block the beneficial nutri- nutrients that you're supposed to be getting from your food and beneficial minerals and not only do they block them but sometimes they literally push them out and take their place and and uh, become participants in cellular reactions that are abnormal, whereas uh, under an ordinary circumstance on, in a healthy body, there would be, say, this, this mineral involved in this uh, uh, process, and with the heavy metals coming in, pushing it out of the way, they get involved in the process, and the process goes desperately uh, askew. So there's the uh, problem of sup- not only getting rid of the toxic load but also supplementation what is the uh what have you found to be the main uh, uh problem with uh lack of nutrition or lack of minerals or uh you know what is the thing that people seem to lack the most mm-hmm. in in these processes we found with with people generally who are ill we found that they are hugely deficient often in vitamins and minerals. And one of the main reasons for that is that the toxicity, the body uses vitamins and minerals in its detox processes. So, of course, it stands to reason that if, for example, somebody has been experiencing high levels of toxicity for a prolonged period of time, that the body has gone into, shall we say, overdrive to try and detoxify. And in that process, it's been using up at a rate of knots a lot of the vitamins and minerals that that are in storage in your body. Now, as I said, what we find is because of that toxic stress, many of the people that we come to work with who have no idea of this, by the way, but inevitably what we find and why I stressed the nutrition and the supplementation is because we find that the majority of these people are extremely deficient in vitamins and minerals. And as I said, you know, certainly, you know, what, what, the, what we're being told um, and, it, and what the doctors are explaining to us is that these vitamins and minerals are essential not only for, for metabolism and energy production, but for the detoxification processes. So, in, in other words, you know, for people, what a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate is they think, right now I want to detoxify. Well, that, that's all well and good, but you have to understand that you need the body, you have to have the fuel for the body's processes to function for the detoxification. And that's why I emphasize that the nutrition and the supplementation is an important part. And that's why sometimes people try to detoxify and they find that it's not, they, they're, they're having a lot of trouble and it, it seems as though they're not being able particularly successfully to be able to detox. It's because, as I said, they don't have the vitamins and minerals that they actually need. And that's a very important part 
of the overall program. You have to have you know, the micronutrients in the body so that the body, number one, can produce energy for the detoxification and also so that you have the processes, uh, so that the detox pathways have the minerals and, and vitamins that they need. But you know, number one on the list really has to be, certainly in my experience, has to be magnesium. Yeah. Huge, huge magnesium yeah. deficiencies. This, this is something that uh, one of the books that I uh, came across while I was searching for some answers was uh, Carolyn Dean's uh, book, The Magnesium Miracle. And this really opened my eyes to the fact that magnesium is involved in so many uh, bodily processes and enzyme processes and metabolism processes that uh, a, a shortage of magnesium uh, is, is can be almost fatal. And the problem there is is that magnesium and calcium you know work hand in hand. And in our society, people not only do not get enough magnesium, they're getting way too much calcium. Uh, and th- that throws the body further out of balance. Uh, we have a member of our group who's a cardiac surgeon, and she has told us that very often when they're doing valve replacement surgery, in cardiac patients, they have to use what amounts to a bone crusher to remove the heart valve because the valves of people's hearts who go in for cardiac surgery have been so calcified that they are literally like rocks and they have to use a a bone crusher to get the old heart valve out in order to be able to sew an artificial heart valve in there. And this this is a shocking state and it's and we hear every day, you know, you know, drink your milk, you know, eat your yogurt, get your calcium, 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 calcium. Nobody ever says anything about magnesium, and yet there was a congressional report, oh, probably 50, 60 years ago, that, that at that time said that people were so deficient in calcium, uh, magnesium and the soils themselves were so deficient in magnesium that there was already an epidemic magnesium deficiency in nearly all the people of the American population. This was uh, the congressional report, but we can assume that that the same thing exists all over the world, that people are, it's epidemic, the deficiency of magnesium. And this is one of the things that you were explaining to us earlier about, you know, the necessity for having magnesium in the the mitochondrial processes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, could you tell us a little bit about that? You know, what happens when somebody who is totally depleted, such as a fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue patient, you know, uh, when, what happens when you give them, you know, some magnesium supplementation? Well, I've been very fortunate to, to be able to work with, uh, you know, a, a lot of chronic fatigue patients, uh, ME patients, fibromyalgia patients. And uh, why, I, why I say um, fortunate is because a lot of these people have reached a point uh, it, it's amazing the range the range of debilitation you know some people are totally bed bound and, and they can hardly talk on the telephone that's how little energy they have you know to many other people who have been forced to uh, they're not able to work anymore and they spend all their time trying to restore their health and it's really you cannot imagine the plight of these people and unfortunately the you know the the national well the health system doesn't really recognize officially recognize the problem and so they don't necessarily get the help that perhaps they need from the health services so whatever you know whatever help they get they have to pay for themselves and consequently you imagine you know you've got no energy you can't work you have to quit your job then you have to spend all your money on restoring your health but you can't work 
Uh, it's not a lot of fun. That's a pretty vicious circle, and it almost seems deliberate, doesn't it? Well, you know, as I said, you know, they, they have a lot of difficulties. And as I said, why, why I'm happy when these people contact us is because certainly the, the doctors and the clinics that we're working with really are on the cutting edge. Uh, and, you know, this is a real condition. It's tangible. There are physical factors involved. And as I said, you know, one of the things that uh, people can have done is that they can have mitochondrial function analysis carried out. Uh, this, and this work, by the way, is, to the best of my knowledge, is only being done in the UK right now. Uh, but you can have an, a, an ex- a, literally a test to examine the mitochondrial function. And, of course, no surprise what we find with a lot of the fatigue patients or, in fact, generally a lot of people that are really quite unwell is that there is an accumulation of chemicals and toxins and substances in the mitochondria that have disrupted the energy production. Some people are only pro- producing energy maybe at 5% efficiency. And, uh, you know, of course, if you're only producing 5% energy, it's not surprised that you, you have no energy to do anything. You can't talk on the phone. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, what I, what I can tell you is, as I said, it's, t- it's tangible, it's quantifiable. You know, you can have these things measured. And lo and behold, as I said, we're, you know, certainly the people we've been working with who have been on the, the programs of supplements, the doctors and the clinics, and they've been doing the de- Of course, what we've been doing, we, we're finding that people are starting to recover. And how does how does magnesium play a part in this mitochondrial? Uh, I mean, it's like the, well, you, the fuel <coughs> for the mitochondria. Is that it? Yeah, the, the mitochondria. One of the one of the main things that they need to produce ATP, which is the substance that literally releases energy. Uh, you have to have magnesium for that. And inevitably, of course, one of the things we find is that the magnesium levels are you know almost totally depleted in the mitochondria. So if there's no magnesium there. You can't even make the energy that you need. To detox or anything else? For any, any process in the body, basically, even, <clears throat> even at rest, the metabolic processes that you know, are going on, you have to be able to produce energy. But certainly for detoxification, you know, every molecule of toxin you're going to pull out of the body, you need, a, a, should we say, a molecule of ATP or your energy produced for that. So, of course, if you can't produce energy for metabolism, how are you going to detox? So w- probably one of the need to do would be to uh, do something about you know supplementing what they're depleted in in terms of minerals and vitamins, and then and then work on detox. I tell you, what, the the exciting thing is that there's a there's a an, um, a package that has been developed by a lot of these doctors that that they call the mitochondrial package, or and um, it's specifically geared and designed to literally reinfusing and jump starting the energy system because that's where that that's really what you have to have happening to begin with what's in this package uh you know there's a there's a variety of substances and, and supplements um, and what I would say is, of course, everyone is quite different. You know, I'm not, I'm not the doctor. I'm not the, I, I'm not the medical professional right. who is prescribing these things. But you know, what I would say to you, there's a, there's a range of substances, and they, they do include, for example, D-ribose, which is, for example, a sugar. Right. Okay, and that is a sugar um, that is used for the production of, in, in the production of ATP, which is the, the, the energy-producing substance. So literally, it's like that. That almost you could say is direct food for the mitochondria to produce energy. So, you know, um, D-ribose is a particular sugar that is, is needed or is helpful in producing uh, ATP, which is uh, the, the energy production molecule that, that the mitochondria actually manufactures. So D-ribose is one. Uh, again, particularly magnesium. Uh, and again, you know, one of the difficulties with magnesium is that um, certainly some of the people we spoke to, what they explained to us was that it's a bit of a catch-22 because if, you, if you're extremely deficient in magnesium, you're not going to be able to absorb it orally. Uh, 
So of course everyone wants to you know wants to supplement, but you know it's catch twenty two. How do you get uh, you know the magnesium up? So basically, you know there are ways that the doctors can uh, increase the magnesium. Uh, in the body without doing it orally and once that once the magnesium levels have been increased in the body then you can start working with other means of supplementation because the body can start absorbing you know magnesium so magnesium of course is is one of them and also again actually coq10 coq10 is also is very important very interesting uh you know that 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 you know that that has a lot of different functions. Uh, one one of them is antioxidant, but also it, it's uh, again I understand that CoQ10 is particularly important in in some of the mitochondrial processes. Um, and um, you know there, there, there's there's a whole range of other substances. Vitamin D, for example, vitamin D3 to be precise. We find a lot of people are very deficient in vitamin D, which is crucial for a lot of the metabolic processes and hormone production and all sorts of things. And most people you know wouldn't necessarily think about vitamin D, but it makes complete sense because of course a lot of people that are not well they're unable to go outdoors so they're not getting daylight and if you're not getting daylight you're not getting what you need to produce your daily dose of vitamin d wow so some of these people are in pretty bad shape and it's just like they get into a a, a cycle of a feedback loop of just getting worse and everything they try to do just makes exactly. it worse and then getting you know then they try even it's just it's just horrifying to think of somebody being bed bound because they simply have no energy because what little energy they do have is just keeping them alive exactly. it's it's actually what 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 the doctors have explained is that what they actually have is secondary heart failure what the body has actually done is literally managed the systems to the point it's basically shut down everything that it doesn't need to use and the body has got got to the point where it, where it is actually preventing heart failure it's, that, just, that's it's, just, where they it's are. just keeping the heart going and nothing else. Well, you know, the, the essential systems, of course, right. the brain, the heart, and, and the essential systems. But a lot of these people, what's happened to them, the, the, the body is functioning in a way, you know, for example, many people that are bed-bound or they can hardly move. The body is ensuring that there is no stress on the heart that will cause heart failure. The, the body's protecting itself. That's actually what's going on. Wow. They're actually in secondary heart failure. And as I said, you know, particularly with the fire infrared, there is so much of the research that's been done that indicates that it's particularly effective for, you know, the, the chronic heart failure problems. So we're looking at this fire infrared sauna as being a possible almost miracle cure for people with fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and, you know, even arthritis, which is uh, a kind of a related autoimmune uh, disease that's probably uh, a problem of energy and, and toxicity. Well, the, the nice thing about the far infrared is that it is anti-inflammatory. And as you were mentioning, for example, with uh, particularly with <coughs> lymphedema and any kinds of swelling, it will bring swelling down actually quite rapidly uh, without discomfort. Uh, I, you know, the, as I said, a lot of the research indicates that it is anti-inflammatory, and that's you know, directly what we've experienced, particularly also with regards to pain, pain relief. Um, it's it's abs- for pain management. It's a- it's absolute. But you see, you're not just dealing with symptoms. It will help with pain. It will help with reducing the uh, the inflammation. But again, also as I said, you know, you're improving circulation. You know what I explain to people is, you know, they 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 come to the fire infrared. Um, with a view of detoxifying, but what we explain to them, and, and just to let you know a little bit of, a bit more about what we're doing, we're not just providing equipment. We monitor and supervise programs for people. Uh, as I said, you know, we've got a lot of experience in working very closely with with uh, you know the chronic fatigue patients and ME patients and fibromyalgia fibromyalgia patients. So what we do is we provide some support because, as I said, it's very how everyone responds is really quite different. 
As I said, some person, some people who are more active and quite well, they they can you know stick themselves in the sauna for forty five minutes and not have a problem. But we there are other people who are so delicate they can do half a minute to a minute and have the hugest detox reaction. So you know what we have to do is uh, our goal is to empower people so that they know what to do and how to do it and what to expect. So really you know ultimately the support that we give is to empower them so that they can do it for themselves. Um, and also as I said, because many of the people are so critical. Our key is that we want people to be able to do this at home. People can't travel. You know, they can't get to clinics. They can't get to doctors. So, you know, w- w- our goal was to be able to, we wanted to provide people with, with a means of not, they didn't need to go anywhere. Right. You know, they, they, they could, they'd be able to get the, you know, the regimen and the regime, for the supplementation and nutritional guidance from the doctors. And as I said, they'd be able to do the fire infrared treatment at home. And one of the reasons it's so successful, of course, is because they can do it at home. And you know what? The other thing is that it's actually, an, it's so nice. It's like it's it's almost like oh, it's, being it's in wonderful. the warmth of the sun that's comfortable. It's wonderful. And and you know again these people have suffered so much and experienced so much discomfort that of course to do something that actually makes you feel good, you know that's that that's something quite new, which which is, of course is helpful. Well, okay, now let's talk a little bit about you know equipment because you've uh, obviously looked at a lot of different equipment. You've done some research on. Uh, and tried out or experimented with, or you know, some of these doctors that you've worked with, they you know must have done so. And can you tell us a little bit about equipment? Because you know, people people are going to say, well, you know, a, a really good sauna blanket is, and I and I I have to say, I think the sauna blanket is is far and away better than any other uh, any other type of sauna. You know, for the reasons I already mentioned. Um, but it is it, it is a fairly expensive piece of, of equipment. But then if you compare it to what people spend on drugs, you know, what spe- people spend on doctors, I mean, the sauna, you can buy the sauna for maybe a couple of uh, couple extensive doctor visits and, and, and medical tests and, and a few prescriptions, you know. What, what we explain to people is ultimately that it's way more economical than the doctor's visits and the clinic visits and, and you know, a whole And it actually works. Well, yeah. I mean, as I said, you know, we have been getting nice results. You know, please don't get me wrong. I wouldn't claim for a second that it's an overnight miracle cure. But what we, we do explain to people is that if, you, if you're willing to do the work and work regularly and consistently with the treatment, you're going to see some benefits. Uh, and that's, that's what we, you know, generally that is what we have been seeing. So have you uh, have you seen some saunas that are like you know maybe fake? I mean, do people sell saunas that do not really deliver the far infrared? We we, we had a to begin with we had a, a real problem in in ensuring that we got what we wanted and that they were the equipment was made to the kind of standards that we that we needed. Uh, inevitably, um, you know, like everything, there's all kinds of stuff being manufactured and put out there, and. You know, I as I said, we ha- we had a lot of trouble in terms of uh, ensuring that what we had made for us was to the kind of standards that we needed. And you know, I don't really want to go into necessarily what everyone else is doing. I c- you know, I can only tell you what we're doing. And you know, we've been we, we've been working with uh, you know a lot of the doctors and clinics for many years, and we've you know our equipment what we had to have you know extremely good quality equipment is by no means the cheapest, uh, and you know, f- there's reasons for that. 
you know uh, again we had to ensure that the equipment that we have been using is extremely safe and that the quality is extremely high and you know over the last couple of years certainly that's been demonstrated to be the case and certainly i have heard that you know there is equipment out there that isn't necessarily generating uh fire infrared or, or or the full spectrum that you need um as i said i can't comment on that those are, those are just things that people have fed back to me all i can tell you is you know the that what we use and what we have has been certified and tested and we have all the certificates and and as i said certainly from the results that we've been getting it sort of speaks for itself it's very clear that uh, as i said you know we went to extreme lengths to ensure that what we have is 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 certainly the best that that we we could get and also in terms of as you were saying in terms of a, you know really the most effective unit and certainly the most popular um the blanket does fit that bill as you said because you just get 360 degree coverage from top to toe right. and it doesn't get any better than any, that and you're not stressed by having to sit up no. for any long period of time you can lie on your bed i put mine on the bed i watch you know watch movies while i'm in the sauna you know, listen to music, whatever. And clearly, from what you've been saying, I probably don't even need to make it so hot. At all. You know, and still get the benefits. The, 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 the nice thing, actually, about the fine infrared is that we we work with a lot of people who, because they don't sweat, of course, they they have no temperature regulation going on. So, of course, if they are experiencing a lot of heat, they overheat. Yeah, you know, they can't tolerate it. So many we're used to working with a lot of people who can't, who don't sweat necessarily, and they overheat. And that's one of the reasons that the fire infrared is so good is because you can work at less than body temperature and you can have people sweating. You know, we've had people working at 30, 32 degrees Celsius, okay, sweating extremely. Yeah, now that's less than body temperature. Yeah. So the, fire, the way the fire infrared works is the, effic- the efficacy of it is not really temperature dependent. And, you know, the common thinking or the conventional thinking is that, oh, you know, if you're doing a heat treatment, it's got to be hot and it's got to be high air temperature. But how you experience fire infrared in nature is, for example, if you were outside on a cold, sunny winter's day, let's say the air temperature is zero degrees, you look up, look up at the sun, the air is very cold, but you look up at the sun and, sun and lo and behold, your face and your body, you start to feel warmth. But the air temperature is still cold. That warmth is fine for red. I see. And and as I said, you know, a large amount of the energy produced by the body is in the same form, actually. I've heard uh, uh, some people talking about... Uh, like what they call far infrared shorts or mm-hmm. scarves or yeah. you know garments and so forth. You know what what are these things and and do they work? Uh, they they they're very different to the equipment that we're using and how they actually work is. You remember I, I mentioned earlier on that we were talking about how minerals. Yeah, if they're heated, will generate far infrared. Well, similarly, what the, the technology that a lot of the clothing is using is that they have sort of ceramic fibers interwoven into the into the materials and what the what literally what happens is it's working in a different way what happens is the fire infrared generated by your body literally activates the 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 ceramics in the material which will then reflect back to your body so you're not getting you're not getting far infrared from an outside source you're just reabsorbing your own effectively yes so if if you really need some far infrared rays from some uh, other source to kind of replenish or, or or warm you up or or, or give you a boost, you're not going to get it from wearing a pair of shorts. Not in that way. The one of the main things that the the fire infrared uh, wear, or you know, the, the the garments. One of the one of the reasons that it it's helpful for people is if, if some people, for example, are extremely cold, they have cold hands or cold feet or cold parts of the body, and they have a problem with keeping warm. It can help in that it, certainly in that respect. And don't get me wrong, you know, the, the, anything people are doing, the more fire infrared they're going to get, even if it's saving their own 
you know, emitted far infrared, you know, that, that's going to be good, but it's not working in quite the same way as, should we say, having a, a generator of far infrared that's going to literally charge up the body. It's, a, you know, it's helpful, you know, absolutely, and I, and, and I think it's quite a good thing. I, you know, I tried a far infrared jacket some time ago, and it was the, it was the warmest thing, and I had a far infrared quilt, and I was so hot I couldn't sleep. You know, so, um, you know, th- th- there are benefits. You know, I, I would say that the far infrared um, garments and fabrics and things, I think they can be. I think they can be a useful part of the toolkit to help people. Right. Okay. So, well, this has been a really interesting and enlightening discussion do you think there's anything that we haven't covered for the for the listener that we need to to touch on before we uh conclude this most interesting interview i think there's um i think one of the messages that we wanted to convey to people is is a very simple message and that is today toxicity is a fact of life and one of the things that we are hoping to do is to inform people about what they are being exposed to and in the home, in the workplace, in the air, in their water. You know, it's real. And how do we know it's real? We, it's real because we, we, we know what we're finding, the chemicals and the toxins that have accumulated in people. And very simply, you know, if there was one thing I wanted to sort of convey to people today, it is that just like you would go to the gym or do some physical exercise to maintain your physical health, a fact of life today is that if you want to maintain and sustain good health, you're going to need to detoxify on a regular basis. Just as you keep fit, you're going to need to detoxify regularly. And, you know, the areas that really need addressing are lifestyle, environment, and diet. And the way you can get a little help to do this is you can contact Mark at Get Fit Limited. And he has a website at www.get-fit.com. And if you need to get a hold of him in a hurry... You can call him at uh, country code 44-208-445-5412. And again, that's Get Fit Limited. Mark has probably the best uh, sauna blanket that uh, is out there available. I've seen some that were were cheaper, but I don't know that I would rely on them. And Mark's uh, do come with a with a guarantee and if there's anything defective about the unit you know he's not going to hassle you around and say oh well we'll, we'll get it fixed you, you know you send it back he'll send you another one is that correct mark yeah and I, I would also add that actually we haven't really had any problems uh things have gone very well and that's one of the reasons that you know i can talk with some uh with the experience that we've had uh we've had really good experience with this equipment and for us that's the most important thing we haven't really had any problems and i haven't had a minute's <laughs> trouble with mine not not one minute and the, just one other thing what i what i would like to say also is to people that you know, we have a lot of people come to us who who don't necessarily have support from a practitioner or a doctor who understands what we've been talking about today. And certainly one of the th- one part of our service, something that we're very happy to do, is to point people in the direction of medical professionals who are complete, who really understand what we're talking about. They're living it, they're working it, and they're they're on the cu- the cu- cutting edge, and they're helping people recover. And that, that's our direct, that's what we're experiencing. People are getting better. And Mark, are you going to be writing a book for us soon? Well, it's been on the agenda, and I think it's going to have to happen. <laughs> I, th- I think so. Has anybody, yeah, any, sure. anybody got any more questions for Mark? I think we've had uh, you know, a most enlightening talk tonight, and I hope that everybody enjoyed it, and I hope that everybody uh, gets as interested in feeling better 
and detoxifying and rejuvenating as we are. Because, let's face it, in this world, you know, they're always finding new and better ways to poison us, and we just have to be clever and figure out the ways to detoxify ourselves. So, thanks and good night. This is Laura signing off from Signs of the Times. Mm -hmm.